Cardiac Section 1, 5 of 17, Ohm's Law and Poisson's Law Applied to Hemodynamics. Ohm's Law forms the basis for understanding hemodynamics. Current is equal to voltage difference over, over resistance or flow is equal to pressure gradient over resistance. We can translate Ohm's Law into some familiar hemodynamic terms. Flow could be cardiac output, the symbol would be Q. Pressure gradient could be MAP minus CVP, the symbol would be P1 minus P2 or triangle P. Resistance is systemic vascular resistance, symbol is R. We need to point out it's not quite as simple as we've led you to believe. If you were asked to calculate MAP and you simply multiplied cardiac output times SVR, you would be way off. If cardiac output is 5 liters per minute and SVR is 1,000 dynes per second per centimeter fifth, you'd have determined that the MAP is 5,000. There is no way this is correct, but you would know what to do. The answer is that you must understand the units for every variable that you calculate and that the units must be correct in the final answer. Note that cardiac output is measured in lit liters per minute and SVR is measured in dynes per second per centimeter fifth. The number 80 is the conversion factor that you will need. So MAP is equal to cardiac output times SVR over 80 plus CVP. Poisson's Law Poisson's Law is an adaptation of Ohm's Law that incorporates vessel diameter, viscosity, and tube length. Poisson's Law is equal to flow, is equal to radius, no, is equal to, sorry, its flow is equal to pi, times radius to the power 4 to the arteriovenous pressure gradient over 8 times viscosity times length. So Q is equal to pi R4 change in pressure over 8 NL. A few points about flow. Flow describes the movement of liquid electricity or air per unit time. It is directly proportional to the tube radius raised to the fourth power. Vascular resistance is primarily determined by the radius of the arterioles. Small changes in vessel diameter can yield profound effects of tissue blood flow. Note that doubling ra radius increases flow by 16-fold and tripling radius increases by 81-fold. Be sure to read the question carefully. For example, the test may give you the diameter instead of the radius. If you were given the diameter, you would have to cut it in half before proceeding with the calculation. Flow can be laminar, turbulent, or transitional. Laminar flow, molecules travel in parallel path through the tube. Turbulent flow, molecules travel in a non-linear path and will create eddies. Transitional flow, laminar flow along the vessel walls with turbulent flow in the center. Reynolds number can be used to predict if flow will be laminar or turbulent. Reynolds less than 2000 predicts that flow will be mostly laminar. Reynolds greater than 4000 predicts that flow will be mostly turbulent. Reynolds is equal to 2000 over 4000. No, Reynolds of 2000 to 4000 suggests transitional flow. When flow is turbulent, a greater amount of energy is lost via heat and vibration. The pressure gradient will be larger than what is predicted by Poisson's law. The vibrations that occur with turbulent flow may produce a murmur or buoy. Viscosity is a result of friction from intermolecular forces as a fluid passes through a tube. Blood viscosity is determined by the hematocrit and body temperature. 
blood viscosity is inversely proportional to temperature. A cooler temperature increases viscosity and increases resistance. This is important with cardiopulmonary bypass and hypothermia. Rewarming requires a higher shear stress to stimulate blood flow, reducing hematocrit will help counteract this. Interrelationship between hemodynamic variables. Now that you've reviewed the key concepts regarding blood flow, let's start to put things together. A great way to do this is to link concepts together. As you study this diagram, try to understand how each variable affects the next. It is one thing to simply memorize it, but we really encourage you to go a step beyond and internalize it. Better yet, when you can explain it to your classmate's friend or even your dog, then you'll really know what you know and what you don't know. Okay, let's start. I should be able to have a mind map in this one, and better yet, I should be able to understand and memorize this diagram. Okay, filling pressures and compliance is going to equal to end diastolic volume or preload. After load and contractility is going to equal to end systolic volume. End diastolic volume and end systolic volume is going to be our stroke volume. Stroke volume times heart rate is going to be our cardiac output. Cardiac output times SVR is going to be our MAP. MAP times local vascular resistance is going to be our tissue blood flow. Tissue blood flow and card uh, arterial O2 content is going to be our end goal, which is oxygen delivery. For each variable, you must know two things. What factor influences the variable? What comes before it? Number two, how does this variable impact what comes after it? For example, let's look at the cardiac output. Question number one, what factor influences cardiac output? What comes before it? Answer is the stroke volume and heart rate. Indeed, the product of stroke volume and heart rate equals cardiac output. Question number two, how does this cardiac output impact some variable that comes after it? It, it directly influences MAP. Indeed, the cardiac output and SVR equals MAP. 